Hey, man. Nice to meet you. I'm Paul. Oh, hi, Paul. I'm Simon. So what do you do with yourself, Simon? Uh, I'm a missionary. Oh, that's that's weird. Well, have you only just got back? No, no. I got back uh, four years ago. Oh, four years. Well, you must have been away for a while then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three and a half uh, weeks, I think it was. <laughs> You're a missionary. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Three Views on Podcast. The podcast with Michael, Paul, and Simon uh, talk e- about missions again. And e- cake. cake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm eating this cake. I've got to tell you. Um, Simon and Lucinda have us over for tea uh, as part of the podcast recording experience. It was good. It was good. Um, before I tell you about the cake, I'll tell you about these palmies. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, we're talking half plate palmies. They're very good. Palmies. Half huge plate. Oh, yeah. Like car wheel size plate. Like not Snizzles bought from anywhere No Chicken breast Crumbed and battered Here in their kitchen Beaten with a sterile Hammer Yeah 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 yeah. And then uh, Pan sealed Yeah I would say And then Glazed With the most perfect Would you call that a relish Topping yeah, right. well, it's that, that palmy sauce, man. The consistency, yeah. the viscosity. It was Michael. good, though. Chunky bits as well, though. It was on loved. the money. Spot on. And then topped with cheese, oven-baked perfection. Mm. Mm. It was, it was a, a good teaching. It's one of my favourite recipes. It's uh, from Sally Wise cookbook that we got given for our wedding. And we use, like, about 20 recipes from it, and it's amazing. Credit the to end. you, man. You've, you outdid yourself tonight, let me tell you. Yeah. I've got this bit of cake here sitting in front of me as well that... Uh, Lucinda knocked together just just casually on the side, and it is to die for. Uh, very well done. Yes. Uh, and I need you guys to just talk for a bit so I can finish it off. Quick story. Yeah. Well, I yeah, can go, tell you a story, story. about that thing. Just eat my cake. It's guys, impossible so pie. It's basically custard and coconut makes a little pie mm. thing. Mm. Uh, if you remember, I crashed my car. I don't know when it was a year ago. I remember it well. Mm. The mm. you might remember there was a dessert Lucinda was holding when we crashed and it went all over the carpet. Mm. It went everywhere. It was that dessert. Oh, really? mm. So it just came apart, went <laughs> all through the it was still hot. It oh. went well warm, I think. Yeah, anyway, mm. it went all over the I'm floor. Glad it, the l- and and I think I was more devastated. We were equally devastated about the car and the dessert. Because oh. <laughs> mm. if you remember, we were going to a friend's place for yeah. dinner. So we took dessert and and that your wife didn't get seven and a half by a plate, well, stopping half a centimetre in front of Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It wasn't that dramatic a crash, but, you know. Mm. Anyway. Mm. Could have had 50% Once off stopped, your wife. we got to keep talking until mm. Michael stops going, hmm. Mm. 50% He's, off your wife. Yeah. <laughs> she was only my fiancé then. Okay. Yeah. She? Yes. No, just married. So I'm getting the big shake of the head. <laughs> no, across no, the room. We were married. Oh, we were definitely it was married. Definitely after our Jeez. anniversary, which was which date, Simon? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 12th of December, 2015. Well done. Well done, Steve. Well much. done. Credit to you. We all remember where we were on the exactly. day at your wedding. Yes. Yes, the anniversary, which. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. Oh, Michael's got an incredible <laughs> insight. Yeah, mate. It's great. That is a strategic error for me. I should have done that. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, now that I've finished my delicious impossible pie, hey, there he is. Um, it was so good. Uh, thank you very much, Lucinda, for baking that. This is spot on. Um, we're here to talk about mission again. Um, if you listened to the last episode, you probably went away um, feeling like we wanted to talk about local mission, and instead of doing that, we kind of grabbed a crumb off the side of the cake that is local mission, yeah. <laughs> crumbled it up, and sprinkled it around. We could have gone for weeks. 
months. We probably. should have gone for years. <laughs> um, probably not, but you know. Yeah, and now you're here for part two because we did kind of spoil that. Yeah, yeah, we better do global mission. Global mission. And yeah. then we can come back to the rest of local mission at a time. Because basically in that first one, we just talked about Christian lifestyle, really. We didn't talk about mm. things you can do. We didn't talk about... Nothing practical. No. We just scraped. We just scraped the surf. Guys, the surface I gave you the, of like the your perfect analogy for it. The which crumb. Are a crumb of the cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. sprinkled it around. <laughs> no, all right, all right, all right. But we wanted to make a better one. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, but... Yeah, we just we just kind of scratched the surface of um of the purpose or the meaning of why you would mm. do local mission. It yeah, wasn't it's, even it's, like it how was the scratch in the car when that you you got by a, a stick as you were driving yes. along the highway well, that no yeah. one will ever notice. And I guess like it probably goes without <laughs> saying it goes without saying that <laughs> the whole reason we would do any of this and this is probably a foundation for both of these episodes that we should have articulated well in the first one is that uh, mission essentially exists because worship of god doesn't exist in places god being mm. who he is yeah. deserves to be worshiped mm. deserves to be worshiped by every single person to the fullest capacity they can muster and he isn't and that's that is not only um that not only is that frustrating that is that's a deep misordering of the universe yeah yeah so that's that's why we would do any of this that's why we would mm. do it locally that's why we do it overseas because there are people out there who should be worshipping God with every fibre of their being and they're not. Yeah. And if you're a long-time fan of the podcast, you probably know that the three of us are very passionate about our faith. Um, and while it hasn't been the feature of all our episodes, um, it definitely comes up in... Uh, I don't think I've ever had a conversation with you two guys that hasn't gone down the path of something to do with the finer points of theology. Yeah. <laughs> our faith is very prominent. And we even discussed between episodes going Christian only. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the worst radio station of all time. No, like we <laughs> have, but we have decided. No, we haven't. We haven't, we haven't, we haven't decided. decided. I've we've, decided. we've decided I've, that there is a plan. Yeah. That will help yeah. us decide. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you are a longtime fan of the podcast, you would know that we did a... What did we call it? Census. A you called census. it census. The, the three views on census. Um, and we're thinking of doing another one. I still think we should do like a plebiscitean kind of one question, yay or oh, nay. Oh, like the Brexit. Yeah, yep, yep. We'll, ha- we'll have to do come up with a hashtag this? for it in time for next episode. Do we do this? So Before do we, we have, do we go Christian only? Christian I would only. love to, personally. Cronely. I would love to. Cronely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay. <laughs> Um, no, <laughs> terrible. It took me ages to figure out. I thought you were going on about something like Google Chrome. I was like, what? No, Chromely. 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 Yeah. Christian, Christian only. only. Yep. Yeah. Chrome. That's awful. No. You know, it's what with the CH. Put an X. X only. That's Crentry. Crentry. Christ. Christ. Entry. Entry. Yeah, maybe. Into every episode. Um, Crentry. <laughs> doesn't work. It's fine. No, Nothing's as catchy as Brexit. But yeah, That's I would I would love to see that, man. I would love to take this whole baby and turn it in that direction. I think I'd be keen. Yeah. I certainly have enough things to talk about. Yeah, yeah, we could go. I was just saying, so I'm I'm planning a church. You're planning to go overseas, spoiler alert. And Michael's a Christian doctor who's doing is very involved in all those sorts of things. So like all those sorts of things, yeah. <laughs> we each we obviously have uh, a fairly unique sort of amalgamation here of different views and practical applications of the theology that we all share. So, like, I think it could be good. But let us know in the 
um, Brexit survey. The Brexit, Brexit survey. survey. That ship has you said, sailed. You said nothing beats breakfast. Bre- not breakfast. Nothing beats breakfast. <laughs> nothing beats breakfast. <laughs> also true. With wheat um, Not a sponsored yeah. post. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's a bit of a diversion, but something we're both we're, we're considering at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And would be keen for. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, happy to hear from you, our loyal loyal fans and listeners. If no one says anything, we'll assume it's fine. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh, that's, isn't that the way we the way life should go? Yeah. <laughs> we run this ship. We just pretend to let you have a say. <laughs> so we promised uh, part two, talking about global mission, and I, I have a feeling that if there was a cake, um, that is oh, mission. It's a it's a two tiered cake, um, and we took a crumb from the bottom tier, which is local mission, and now we're about to take a, a speck from the top tier of the cake, which is global mission, and attempt to sprinkle that around. Why did we give this guy cake? <laughs> no, we should not have given him cake. This cake doesn't even make crumbs. Um, that's true. I love this crumbs. Um, so <laughs> global mission. What is it, and how does it differ from local mission? All right, over to me. Apparently, I've yeah, been the given the I've been today. given the hand. Yeah. Uh, global mission. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't Stop. worry about that, guys. Just Paul being Paul. Okay. Global mission, uh, as opposed to local mission, generally involves uh, cross-cultural uh, cross-cultural interaction. Same thing, different place. Yeah. Cross-cultural. Same thing, different, different place, place. But, but you don't understand how these people think. That seems stupid. Like, why would, why would you want to go to a place where people don't understand you? And try to tell them something really important Because it's really important But surely there will be people there who could do it There are there are over a thousand unreached people groups in the world still What do you mean by that? Unreached people groups are people who live in anywhere in the world mm-hmm. Who are, have not got any Christians And who generally have not got the Bible in their heart language mm-hmm. and, and don't uh, speak another language either. So there, there are still unreached people groups uh, in in Tibet and on the border of Tibet mm-hmm. um, because uh, because of the uh, control China has over yeah. over Tibet. They're, they're, they're very touchy there. So although Christians uh, exist in China now, um, it's still a very, very rare thing in that part of the world. Um, and then there's people like on small islands in the in the Pacific that don't interact with any other people groups and just speak their own weird language that no one's ever heard or written down before. Hmm. And there's over a thousand groups of these people. So there's millions, yeah, millions and millions so of people. In the middle of Africa. Yeah? Yeah. You will be their pasta or you will be their dinner. <laughs> <laughs> one of the two, man. It will only go one of those two ways. Uh. Well, that, that's an interesting point. Because um, often when we're talking about cross-cultural mission, uh, a lot of the times these days when we hear about overseas mission and that kind of thing, it's the trip overseas with a bunch of your mates in your late teens to early 20s, uh, where you go do some sort of humanitarian aid. Maybe you build a house Mud uh, hut, or um, assist a school, with some sort of water or a library. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we don't often hear about these getting eat for lunch story. <laughs> yeah, yeah they happened in the 1700s. You know? Yeah, but <laughs> there was that fella that, that went there and then he got stabbed and then his mate went in and then he got eaten and they kept going and yeah. one guy finally broke through. Or, or th- those kind of stories. Um, does that still happen today? 
It's a lot more rare, and I haven't heard any in the last few years, but I know of someone in the 90s mm. that, um, that got killed. Wow. Um, uh, father and his two sons got burned alive in a car. Um, while the mother and the daughter still, they're still still alive. They're missionaries in oh, the country. Still, missionaries. still, yeah. What a testament! Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. yeah, they're 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 not very well known internationally, but they're really well known in that country because she publicly, like, forgave the yeah, wow. the people who did it. Like uh, straight after it happened, pretty much. Mm. But yeah, uh, that's the. I know course. a few churches around the place, Africa and um, Nepal. I think there was one. Um, that that were burned down and the, the missionaries there had to flee the country or mm. or die. Um, we had some friends come back from Sudan um, where the war had broken out and they were saying they were getting a lot of persecution there and they had to come back because, yeah. Did they yeah. work in I a hospital? Th- yeah, they did. Yeah, okay, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think the modern uh, tra- modes of transportation has reduced the number of people that have had to be killed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, because back in the day, there, it would yeah. be three months to get out of the country, kind of thing. Like, oh, a three-month yeah, journey sure. back. Whereas now, you go to the airport, you hop on a plane if your life's in danger. Whereas yeah. back then, you know, you walk through the jungle, you get away. You know, you mm. can't actually, you don't actually have anywhere to go. That's except stay or insight. die. Yeah. Mm. So I think that might have something to do with it. I just thought of that then, so it yeah, might. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. So global mission. Yeah. Um. So. We talked a lot last time about how, well, we said at the beginning, same thing as the last episode, different place. Mm-hmm. And last episode, we talked a lot about uh, a term, um, which I've completely forgotten now, uh, living sold out for... Yeah, sold God, out. God I've, I literally never, just cards on the table, I never use that term ever, Me and I will either. never use it Have again. Have you ever heard it? It sounds like something I'd sing in a Planet Shakers song. Don't Sold this planet shakers, man. Oh, songs, man. take it easy, Simon. Calm take down. it easy. Um, mate, we'll call it DC Talk then. Something I'd sing in a DC Talk. I don't think anyone knows think DC Talk. Anymore. Right after I think I, I like say. DC Talk better than Planet Shakers. So Jesus is still all right yourself. with me, man. All right? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. This is a funkier song of 1996. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so, Christianity's answer to the Backstreet Boys. Finally. Needed an answer, man. Otherwise the rocks were going to cry out Yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So We're talking about that term uh, Being sold out for Jesus Living a life that is so radically different and changed Because Of what Jesus has done for you um, How God has radically changed your life And how The news that you received Is so important that you should go And share it with other people uh, And make an impact wherever you are So Simon, you said that the reason people do go and the reason that we should go is that overseas there are people groups who have never heard yeah, and who no one has, has reached yet. Yes. So this is obviously something that's been around since the origin of Christianity. Yes. And obviously the need was probably much more pressing in the early hundreds mm-hmm. uh, AD. Yep. Because um, the number of pe- unreached people groups at that point were probably in the trillions nearly everyone in the world yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but in what, the trillions i've got <laughs> seven billion people on the world now yeah but each person is 15 people groups didn't you know so. <laughs> you can belong to multiple it's, it's complicated <laughs> yeah. it's math um and the guys yeah um but 
why do you think it's taken so long for us to actually reach so many people? I think transport's one of them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and also uh, knowledge, the education. Um, uh, translating a language mm. is a pretty hard thing to do, especially especially outside of the Indo-European languages. Mm. So the reason so many languages in Papua New Guinea and Indonesia are hard to translate the Bible into is because they're not even close to... In, they're not an Indo-European mm. language. So like uh, Greek... Latin, English, all come from the same place. Mm-hmm. So it's quite easy to translate the Bible relatively into English. Mm. But it's very hard to do it with a language that has no connection to that. Uh, I think that's one of the big ones. To, to go a, a layer deeper even again, if you don't mind, yeah. to sort of dig down beneath that, to get to the foundation, why would you need the Bible in their language? Mm. Why? Yeah. Because it's God's word. And to teach them English, uh, they will never understand your culture. And it's written for our culture. Like it's written with our idioms. It's written with our, uh, with our terms of phrase. Uh, I I was talking to you guys earlier, but I'll say it now about, um, in a language in Papua New Guinea, in this book I was reading about, um, the term warm hearted used in the Bible in that language would mean angry as opposed to like kind and Mm -hmm. tender. Because like, like as in your insides are boiling kind of thing. Yeah. So, so that would just make no sense to them. You would have to teach unbelievable amounts of information to them. They just never quite grasp it. Whereas if you uh, transform that meaning into their own heart language, that's, uh, they'll get a much better grip on it. Sure. Mm. Yeah. So, you, so the Bible, indispensable to missions. Oh. <laughs> You're going to take God to people, you need the Bible. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, I can't exactly remember what the question was. It was like, what's a hindrance to these? Why haven't these people groups yeah, been, reached been reached yet? Um, Do you reckon they're the big ones? Transport, the cultural barriers, lack I, of technology. And probably to be able to because of the lack of technology in those areas, I'm, this is a total stab in the dark, total stab in the dark. But with, with the West being largely globalised, mm. um, you would not say that... There is any, except for potentially some indigenous parts of Australia, you would not. You would say, "All right, I've I've got something into sort of Western Australia. They're all basically the same bunch of blokes out there." You know what I mean? But if you've got, I'm thinking maybe Central Africa, or I'm thinking certain rural parts of the East, or something like that. You've got people who potentially would stay in a place, develop their own sort of nuances and and sort of idioms mm. in their language not necessarily mixed with outside groups and so maybe then it's not like oh we've got 25 million australians and they're all basically the same it's like well we've got a group of three thousand here and then 50 kilometers up we've got another group of four thousand yep. totally different people group yeah and then you know up from that again we've got another group of one thousand different yeah. people group again so within a geographic area it will, you will contain many different yeah you get a lot of groups. gradients of understanding and language so you can have a language that uh this the closest village speaks but the next one out understands it a bit in their language is kind of different but mm. then by the time you get to the village after that the first and that third village mm. have no common and understanding at all a bit of a 
cultural wars and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Uh, rival yeah. tribes and that kind of thing. And another barriers completely break down. Another, another thing I didn't get onto was the education thing. Like okay. um, with the rise of um, education and knowledge, I suppose, mm. and the internet, we've been able to um, uh, train a lot more Christians in you know deeper theology and uh they've mm. they've they've had the funds the kind of lifestyle where they've had the time to learn things about the bible yeah. and to uh to get to that point where they're able to take that message to another culture and be like the ambassador mm. for christianity to another place because it's a pretty big responsibility um I, I mean, there were definitely people who just do it because God calls them to and God totally equips them and, and that's perfectly acceptable, like God does that. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think we've got a lot more missionaries now because mm. people are a lot more equipped. I was going to ask that. I was gonna, so do you feel God's called you definitely. to be an overseas missionary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was an interesting question someone asked the other day that gets asked of missionaries a lot. Why would... Why would we support a Western missionary to go to a, a different, like a third world country uh, or to an unreached people group um, when we could, for the same money, uh, s- support like three or five of like mm, national families yeah. mm. um, who could do that? And uh, the one of the answers, like I think to that question is like, well, just because that's a thing, does that negate the call on my life? Like God's actually called me to do this. If I don't do that, like I'm disobeying God's call on my life, even though logically, yes, you could spend that money on three times the yeah. manpower. It's a good point. But that's got nothing to do with what God actually wants. Like that's just man's logic. Mm-hmm. There's certain things three that... times the manpower zero time the god power hey! don't know about that maybe <laughs> i don't know i don't know but but, but that that's just i think that I is think. that is legitimate yeah. god's told me to get out of here you know and yeah what am could, i i'm gonna disobey him for the sake of your petty the economic logic. viability yeah that's your, right yeah. yeah yeah um new question for you You talked a little bit just then about sort of how education is really important in training missionaries yeah what level of training do you think for someone who Say there's someone at home who's thinking about missions and mission work and um, they see it as possibly something in their future. Yeah. What level of training do you think they need what, what, to, to actually go and do that job? Um, I'm a little weird in that department from a lot of, a lot of people. Um, yeah. The denomination that I grew up in is classically uh, kind of repulsed by high academia. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so any missionary that I've ever met does not, like as a kid, would mm. not have had a degree in theology and would not have been uh, like an accredited, you know, Bible scholar kind yeah. of thing. Okay. The, all the missionaries I know have been trained to teach the Bible um, like as as a means to explain the gospel so yeah but okay. by, by that i mean that they've learned all the significant events of the old testament um that will shine light on the like, meaning yeah. of the gospel in the new testament and they've also been taught how the church presents in the new testament as a means to teach a new church that they would start how to function and all that kind of thing so it's it's not a 
not a theological study to know every doctrine inside out and to um yeah. and to write books on finer points of yeah. mm. whatever it's a means to a function yeah so you and i are from very similar sort of yeah uh, church backgrounds but paul you're from a very different i am background mm-hmm. um very different all around really sure yeah <laughs> just yeah. a very different man he yeah. is yeah oh yeah um do you have a uh, what are your opinions on this that oh, I training think... required to be a missionary yeah, I have a big problem when, for starters, like people mandate a longer training time period than Christ gave the people who actually carried out the commission we're all talking about <laughs> yeah. in the first place. Yeah, like primarily, I mean, I'm sure Christ did a lot of teaching. He also just went about, lived his life, took his disciples with him, and that was kind of the discipleship. And me, and my own local mission, planting a church. Um, one of the guys I talked to said, all right, great. Hey, great idea. Come and do two years with me, uh, under me in this local church, and then go away and do a four-year degree, and then we'll send you out. <laughs> and I said, no, like, no way. You could be uh, six years into church plant by then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, the, the, it's like sort of telling a drowning man that he'll be fine because you're going to go and build a boat. It's like <laughs> there's stuff needs to happen now. Like, mm. And the longer we spend training, and you don't want to be anti intellectual no. you you want to have sound doctrine of course you want to have sound doctrine yeah uh, that that goes without saying i don't think we need to bring that to the level of a three-year degree mm. um before we start saying all right now you go get out there um mm. i think think of the impart um um organization that's sending house churches through india um, I think they want to plan something like a hundred thousand churches, and they're ahead of schedule, which is the crazy, crazy thing. Ahead of schedule, yeah. So awesome. never hear that. And this is what they do: they just they they train people up for a year, they send them out, they give them like a big mat. That mat is sort of where they meet as a church, and a then mat. Yeah, yeah. Like honest, there's no building. All these guys are, are able to. They're sort of given a bike so they can just ride to this place. They go evangelize, um, make disciples. And then train up other people, and then they go. You know, like it's yeah. it's just. Really cool. I think we need to have an emphasis on like let's do this. Like let's let's not spend all day in a classroom bloviating about some final point that I'm not going to talk about when I get to PNG and try mm. and share the gospel. Yeah, one of the guys I was talking to the other day who runs um, and writes some of the curriculum that um, Lucinda and I are doing. He, he said that the reason they are doing an online curriculum now and not doing their old um, their old residential kind of training, even though it wasn't highly academic, like it wasn't a degree, but it was still a residential hmm. thing. Like you went there to have lectures and mm. things on how to translate and how to preach the Bible and that kind of thing. Um, he was saying the reason they don't do the residential thing anymore is because uh, Christians are in this little bubble and uh, they don't have any any way to practice what they're learning as they learn it. Yeah. He said okay. the, yeah, the, the great thing about doing it online is that they encourage people and ask them to go and apply what they're learning, get involved with their local church or with some other ministry around to apply what, the things they're learning so that the first time they do it isn't in the middle of yeah. the jungle and they've got <laughs> malaria. Like <laughs> they've already kind of done it once before. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a, v- a very good point, I thought. What are your thoughts on on the job training? Great, Christ did it. 
Yeah. That's how Christ rolled, man. Yeah. I, that's that's serious. Like, I don't, I don't know why that seems... We have, like, that on-the-job training now is a bit of like, oh, yeah, that's okay in preparation. But somehow the standard, like, the norm is like, yeah, then go get your degree. Then the, door, then the doors will be open to you. Mm. But it's like, where did that become the norm? And when did on-the-job training become acceptable but not the best? Mm. We should probably make a disclaimer to say that we're definitely not anti... Theological education. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I am. No, I'm not. I'm, not. I'm just trying to steer you. Because no. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I've, I've considered it, and I, I, I probably will end up doing something <laughs> yeah. once I find the time. And and we've probably all benefited a lot from people who have oh, yeah. had oh, formal theological tertiary training. Definitely. There's no doubt. There's no yeah. doubt. So but I suppose the, the root question is, do you need formal theological training to go somewhere and be a missionary? No. No way. Yeah. Is it helpful? <laughs> Sorry? Is it helpful? Can yeah, probably be. Sometimes. To, maybe, to a possibly, degree. Possibly not always. Because I reckon you'd have but that same effect as I was yeah. just talking about, like the you, Christian bubble thing. And you, you have could no also, idea what you're talking about until you get out there and you're like, what? Yeah. You could, I mean, I think theological college will end up often equipping you to fight really niche, weird theological battles. So you get to these <laughs> unreached people groups in Zambia and, and you just convince gotta, them that... Paul really was the author of the letter of Ephesians or and something. Like, I don't care. Well, you're like, what <laughs> the heck are you talking What does it say? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I think it can re- get you really interested in things that are, are not even secondary or tertiary. They're just 18 down the, mm. <laughs> down the line. What was that? Quaternary. What's that? How far down That's is that? That's the fourth. That's the fourth. So oh. primary, secondary, tertiary, quaternary. These go a lot... It's a lot further down there. Yeah, I don't know what the 18th one is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Sorry. It's a little <laughs> task for next episode. I know a lot of things. That's one thing <laughs> Someone needs to tell us on Facebook or something. Yeah, yeah. Tweet at us as a hashtag. <laughs> we won't know what to search. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fine, though. Very good. Um, so if we're going to sum up um, global mission, how are we going to sum it up? In, in, in one sentence. That surely is the, the great commission. Go into it's all the, the world, yeah. preach the gospel, translate the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or if you don't know how to translate a Bible, go with some people who do. Or yeah. go and go learn. learn. Go learn yeah. how yeah. to translate the Bible. You, you don't have to. You don't have to write a written. Nor do you have to have a degree in linguistics. Like that's not a requirement to start the education that Lucinda and I are doing. It's them, pretty cool. Learn the language, communicate yep. with them, yeah, and then. Preach the gospel in their language. Exactly. And that's the great thing about it is because when, when Christ gives us a great commission, like you can fulfill it by being a doctor. Simon can fulfill it. He's going into all the world. And I'm sure when Jesus is in Palestine talking to the disciples, like he he would be thinking, man, like one day this gospel is going to go get, he's going to get all the way down to Tasmania in Australia. Like that is all the world. Like that's the definition of all the world. Down like... Southernmost point of this weird, exactly. (laughs) So, but we can. It's one of those great areas of Christian freedom where we can fulfil it in our work. We can fulfil it by going overseas. We can fulfil it by being in this really weird place that we are now, in the back of beyond in Tasmania, Mm. by sharing the gospel here as well. Mm. I think that's it's a cool thing. Very good. Well, guys, let us know if you found this discussion helpful. Um, We want to keep having these kind of discussions, so keep an eye out uh, for our our Brexit survey. Our Brexit census. Um, it's a thing. 
um, and let us know what you think. Um, we we want to keep having these kind of discussions. Um, I'll be the first to say that I'm not an expert. I'll be the first to say that I'm probably not even like an amateur. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably somewhat less than that. Yeah. Um, but I love having these conversations. I love wrestling through that with, with you guys and with everyone at home as well. It's good. Uh, as you, mm. you chat to us on yeah. Facebook and when you meet us in, I don't know, Akefest. Wherever. <laughs> wherever you happen to see us. Akefest. Um, I, I must be. I think it was Sean Vidal. Yeah, I'm sitting there with my my medical crew putting plasters on kids. Don't know fingers. how. Don't know how many times you've told this story, man. <laughs> but Sean Vidal is listening to this story for the fifth time. <laughs> and just, and he Adam Doe is like, "Oh, Michael, how you doing?" I'm like, "Who is this?" Yeah, he's like, "Oh, I know you from the podcast." There you go. But there you go. If you didn't know that story, now you do. I had if, no idea that that was what happened. But there you go. <laughs> I have to yeah, uh, meet cool. some more people. He's a good boy. Yeah. But yeah, let us let us know. <laughs> keep keep having these conversations. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we want to say about this? Anything more? Not right now. There is a lot. We will yeah. come back to this. We yeah, will. It's trying to pick like wh- which, time. Which, which crumb can we pull out of that cake next? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which hair can we pull out of that small child? <laughs> 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 Very good, guys. Well, look, thanks for joining us on this journey through mission. Uh, keep your eyes open for our next episodes coming up. Probably going to be focusing on some of the other things that we pulled out uh, that we didn't have time to go through. Uh, we're very excited. We hope you're very excited. Keep living the dream. It's been real. His voice just breaks in there. <laughs> <laughs>